0: Hey, it's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855 3733 We have the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. And, uh, wow, I, we're, we're back after five days of broadcasting from Roger's campground. Uh, Ian and Mark back in the studio, but also joined by Silver Dave. Hey, Silver Dave. Hey, thanks for having me, Ian. Yeah, it's good to have you uh, back here. You're our normal co-host on Tuesday night, but as of just a few hours ago, you were on the uh, Rogers Campground as well, and you're going to be there for the remainder of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but you came all the way down here to Keene to go shopping and figured you'd come, uh, you know, be on the radio with us as well. That's right. It's a great pleasure to be here, and also
1: you have a really good grocery store in town, the Manadna co op They did not pay me to say this, but I really like their uh, price on cashews and organic uh,
0: vanilla beans and things like that that are really hard to find. They've
1: they've got them, so I came here for it.
0: And you've been cooked. The reason why you're buying this food is you've been cooking at uh, Fork Fest over the last several days, and now the Porcupine Freedom Festival's first day is today, and you intend to go back and do some more cooking, I take it. That's right. That's right. In fact, tomorrow night, I intend to serve a seared yellowfin
1: ahi tuna. Oh, wow. That really sounds good. I think I need to get down there for that. Oh, I hope you do. It's. Uh, I hope <laughs> to uh, – it would be my great pleasure to serve you. Oh, that would be awesome.
0: Uh, Mark, you said you had some of Dave's fish.
2: And yeah, it was, I had uh, uh, Dave's memorable. salmon, and it was the best salmon I've ever eaten. I don't know what he did to it or how he made salmon taste Better than salmon, but huh. that's what happened. It was right. like, you know, lemony or something.
0: Well, it's not too late to get up to the Porcupine Freedom Festival if you're in New England or heading up for the weekend. Uh, it's going to go all the way through Sunday or early on the day. I think it ends like noonish. On Sunday. So you get plenty of time to get up to Rogers Campground. So we're going to get back into doing like a regular talk radio show here. We've been, you know, just recording the show for the last five days, which means we couldn't take phone calls. So the phones are open again. Uh, the toll free number is 855 450 free. And again, Discord at discord.lrn.fm. And that's actually, we're going to the, the phones here first to Michael W. Dean, who listeners may recall, longer time listeners may recall, as the host. Of the freedom fiends, Michael. Welcome uh,
3: back to Free Talk Live. Hey, it's good to be here. How do I sound on your Discord? You
0: sound great, uh, but you sound a little a little rough. But I imagine that's because you're well, probably not well.
3: Yeah, I've been sick on and off for uh, five years, four about four and three quarters years. Jeez. It's kind of hard to say when I really started getting sick. Although, um, I mean, it goes back. <laughs> I I smoked two packs a day for thirty years. Mm, wow. And I don't recommend that. And I quit about five years ago. Actually, I quit about seven years ago and then vape for a couple of years. And then uh, about five years ago, just started getting really sick all the time and started seeing a doctor finally for really, you know, the first time in my life, having a regular doctor since I was a kid and uh, ha- had a lot wrong with me. Ended up on oxygen, oxygen therapy, you know, have a, have a pump that pulls it out of the air, oxygen concentrator, and I breathe it have to be on it at night on CPAP at night, on oxygen during the day a lot of the time, not always. Uh, I have good days and bad days, and every day is one of them pretty much. Mm. Um, and you know have to have the bottled oxygen, you know the metal the metal bottles that I rent to go out of the house. Uh, did it to myself, wow. but you know I'm trying to get better and I have been getting but I've done everything I had to do like everything doctors told me everything i researched that made sense um and there's really the only thing that really took it over the top was getting on cbd oil which is a non non non-psychoactive derivative of hemp and marijuana Mm -hmm. in my my state wyoming two months ago made it legal i didn't know it was legal till i heard an ad on the radio how's that for the free market like uh, I think they passed it here because of, it, you know, they passed federally passed the farm bill in December, made it legal uh, nationally. And then several states, still a felony in some states, huh. like, and in my state, in this state, somebody got arrested for it when they were selling it in a store, you know, and bought it. Uh, and then stores stopped selling it because they were told it was specifically not legal and some really cool, Ranchers, as I call them, the legislators here, mm-hmm. <laughs> led by a guy named Tyler Lindholm, got this stuff specifically legal two months ago. And I got on it and overnight is, is a term that's used a lot. I mean, I sound like an ad on the radio, but overnight, amazing difference. The main difference. So okay, what is I the have,
0: condition that it's relieving for you exactly?
3: Uh, basically inflammation of everything. I have something called There's something called IGE levels, which are basically how inflamed your body is at its Hmm. base. And uh, like average for a person, healthy person is 75. And mine was like 1,400, 1,200, 1,400 uh, to where, you know, something that would normally not bother a person with allergies would bother me a lot, you know, because my baseline was so low. Ended up in the ER a lot. Um, just basically coughed for years. My wife, my wife's response to this whole thing is the silence is deafening. Cause I used to in a good way, cause I used to cough. Cause the CBD is helping
2: you to prevent. Yeah. Cough? Okay. Yeah.
3: And it's, um. I mean, I, I have emphysema, asthma, GERD, apnea, sleep apnea, central sleep apnea on top of apnea. Apnea is when, you know, you're fat and your, your air has trouble getting down at night. Uh, central apnea is a brain condition where your brain just doesn't want you to breathe. Hmm. I, my sleep study, they said I had more events of interruption of sleep than they'd ever seen. Wow. 140, 145 per hour where I stopped breathing. Ugh.
0: And you, If you're interrupting your sleep like that, then you can't be getting any good sleep. You're probably not getting yeah. into a REM cycle and right, right. you're, you must miserable. be.
4: Re-
3: so I just got sicker and sicker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still sick. I still have emphysema. I still have permanent lung damage, et cetera, but I'm not coughing all the time. I was coughing on and off in half hour spurts from the time I got up to the time I went to sleep. I broke a rib. I cracked a rib coughing. I passed out and broke my nose coughing. Wow. I got, I got a hernia that required surgery coughing. Um, You know, and, and the only things that really work are oxygen which you know is cheap, but that I had to buy a new oxygen concentrator recently because mine was dying, and it's not covered by insurance because I bought it through insurance. You know, I, I paid five hundred and fifty bucks for it instead of going out and letting insurance pay and then bill me the difference and paying four thousand dollars how insurance does. So I got on CBD, and I'm not coughing all the time. And, and just, in
0: what way are, is the CBD delivered? Is it uh, a pill?
3: Uh, I take a tincture. Okay. Which is a mixture of it in oil, with uh, with a little alcohol, and, and, you, and you put that under your tongue, or tongue. yeah,
4: okay. Yeah.
3: People can vape it, but I can't vape anything. Sure, of course not. Vaping is, they say vaping is the best, most bioactive way to do it, but it seems kind of weird to treat you know lung problems with by
0: vaping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. So you I mean, take vape, the CBD vape, yeah. and you notice the difference how quickly?
3: Within three or four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just unreal. I mean, just I'm not coughing all the time. I cough like 30 seconds a day. So you'd have been coughing if you weren't hours. on
0: the CBD. You'd have been coughing during this call multiple times. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. I've absolutely. heard, uh, you know, I've, I've heard all kinds of good things about CBD. Then, you know, I took it at one point and I'm like, meh. you know, I don't know, maybe I got a bad batch or something, but it didn't help me at all with pain management. But that doesn't mean that. I mean, in your case, it sounds like it's helping you
3: greatly. Yeah, I'm not really, I mean, I can't really speak to the pain management of it. A lot of people say it does help for that. I don't, I'm not really in pain. I'm just, I can't breathe. Like hold your nose and don't breathe, you know, for 30 or 40 seconds. And that's kind of how I feel a lot of times at base level. Um, The only pain I've had is from things that's done to me. Like, yeah, cracked rib hurts, broken nose hurts. But in general, this is as annoying and debilitating as pain, but it's not really pain. It's just not being able to breathe and coughing all the time. Yeah. And, you know, I was really skeptical about this. Um, I mean, mm. I've, I've had the doctors try a whole bunch of stuff, like some experimental thing that was, you know, $1,000 a shot. Insurance paid for that, but it was Whoa. like it didn't work. It was every two weeks I had to go in and get a shot. It didn't work. It was not allergy shots. It was like some new biological thing. Uh, I've Michael tried Dean, everything. stand
0: by. Yeah, we're going to bring yeah. you back because there's more to this story about GoFundMe and taking down your fundraiser Boo. over this. That's Boo. on the way. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. And you're welcome to join us here as we're back in our key New Hampshire studios after five days at ForkFest 2019, that was the third annual, and you can go back the last five days and listen to our coverage. Uh, we talked a lot about the event and how great it was, and you're certainly uh, welcome to join us for ForkFest 2020. Go to ForkFest.Party to learn more. Of course, the fun is not over at Rogers Campground. Drop on into uh ForkFest.com and check out the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and that is going on as we speak. By the way, I want you to know about Bitcoin.com. They just did a rebranding, uh, just uh, recently changed the, the whole color scheme and the look of the site, and, and I think it looks great. They uh, they changed to Bitcoin Cash Green from the sort of the old Bitcoin BTC Orange, uh, so it's a nice nice look, and they've also just launched the local.bitcoin.com website. That's local.bitcoin.com that allows you to buy and sell Bitcoin Cash with dozens of payment methods and you can do it globally privately because the conversations that you have on local.bitcoin.com are encrypted the conversations you have between buyer and seller plus not only that but uh they they never hold your funds at local.bitcoin.com there's a wallet but you're in control of the wallet not the site which means they're not you know involved in uh, money transmitting or whatever you you know legal term might apply to that so they don't have to demand identification from you they don't have to know who you are there's no what they call a know your customer process there so go to local.bitcoin.com get started buying and selling bitcoin cash as we go to uh more of michael w dean he's on the line he is the former host of the freedom fiends unfortunately came down with uh, a major uh, illness due to likely smoking two packs of cigarettes a day for 30 years um, facing emphysema and a variety of other problems uh, including feeling inflamed to a very large extent across your entire body and you had told us Michael that uh, taking CBD as you discovered somewhat recently can uh, via a tincture so sort of sublingually under the under the tongue uh, can help dramatically with your uh your burning levels, if you will, is that right? Did I recap yeah, that appropriately? Yeah. Yep. So, so I enter yep. enter this fundraiser you put together on GoFundMe, which is sort of one of the you know, the go to websites where people, you know, uh, request money and for usually some sort of charitable purpose. What uh, what did you go and create the fundraiser for?
3: Uh for money for C B D oil. It's kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. It's 20 to 30 bucks a day Mm -hmm. for what I'm using for, for what does it for me. I'm told that with time that may need to go down, especially since I'm now getting off of some of my long-term asthma medicines, which, uh, you know, have side effects. Like one of them is, you know, it'll make you less likely to get asthma, but more likely to die of asthma. Oh my. Yeah. Well, that that sounds bad. That's one of the most commonly prescribed, you know, daily preventatives for asthma. There is so I'm weaning off of those, but you know they're steroid based, and you can't just stop them immediately. Not the good kind of, not the muscle kind of steroids, the kind that build fat, not muscle, hmm. but the kind that help you breathe. You know,
1: Michael, I have a, uh, I have a question for you. This is Silver Dave. Um, hey, Dave. It's a uh, great to speak with you. Um, and I, I guess I just want to know a little bit if if you're willing to share. I know you said you're seeing some doctors recently about this now and that, you you know, historically, we're not necessarily doing that. I just wonder if the doctors I know there you said something about an injection once every week or two uh, and using the CBD oil. Have the doctors asked you about nutrition?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the issue with whenever I bring this up is everybody's got a lot of things to offer. And, yeah, nutrition's really important. Uh, basically what I've done over the past five years is gone off one at a time of every type of food, every piece of food, every, everything I eat and seeing if it makes a difference. Basically the things that really make a difference are anything that induces GERD. I don't know if you know what GERD is, but uh, people don't don't know.
1: Can you tell us what that is? It's
3: basically heartburn that's so severe that it drops fumes of stomach acid into your lungs.
2: Uh, Oh, And,
3: and it's horrific. It's actually more common than you'd think. A lot of, you know, a lot of men in their late 40s, early 50s develop it. Uh, you know, like people could eat a, a whole pizza when they're 18 and wash it down with a case of beer uh, or liquor, you know, when they're 40, 45, 50. You know, they'll, they'll have a piece of pizza and need a Zantac and need to have a Zantac with it and still have heartburn. Yeah. One thing that really helped me, um, The I said there wasn't a lot that helped me. One thing that really helped me. Was really simple and it wasn't based on any medicine. It was sleeping upright, I know, or like like at a forty five degree angle you know, couch. Yeah, that couch. way your
1: heartburn doesn't yeah. come up.
3: Right. Right. So with you the know. the
1: foods that you were getting off of, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wonder if you noticed. It sounds like you took off foods and then you re added them later to see, you know, if it if it recreated certain issues. Yeah. And were there any foods that stood out in particular that? Affected you more significantly? Just things that just like heart like.
3: heartburnish. You know, anything like I cannot have hot peppers, of course. Uh, you know, anything with... It's kind of weird. Anything with uh, tomatoes tends to get you girty. Yeah. But mm. uh, the thing is, too, I was so sick. It was hard to really do a baseline now that I'm on CBD and have less just inflammation of everything and coughing all the time. I'll be able to do those tests again and have more accuracy.
1: I see. And I was interested just because... It seems like a lot of the time, um, the mainstream doctors are—they seem to not be very interested in food and nutrition—and and, and i have noticed that as a pattern. And yeah, I've even had a true. doctor say to me, he's, he's, "He said, Dave, carrots and healthy food have nothing to do with health." And he looked at me like I was an idiot. And I said, "I was amazed by this." And and I, I, my mother tells me, and I've been told that that in uh, medical school, nutrition is not actually part of the curriculum. Uh, and so, I was just curious your take on that if they had uh you know talked to you about that or if that was something that you know because uh if it's possible that getting the right nutrition can help someone heal and I was just curious your take on that
3: well, I've seen a lot of doctors here, you know when you say your doctor i mean i've seen I've had twelve different people or eleven different people I've called my doctor in the time I've been sick um some of its specialties, like I have an ear nose and throat doctor, I also had surgery back in January. Before that, I had a really bad sinus infection where I was having to go to the ER and get IV antibiotics several times on the, you know, like once every three days for two weeks. Uh, Then I had the surgery, you know, that basically I had a a deviated septum, not from doing drugs. I never really snorted drugs, uh, but from just congenitally. And that's part of the problem. So they basically carved out a bigger space in my head. While they were in there, they removed a piece of plastic, a part of a toy. Oh, I remember I you telling us there. this story. Okay, yeah. Go ahead, it tell it again. I, was, I think it was in there. I don't remember it, but I remember going. My sister said I she. I had to go to the doctor twice for things up my nose, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think this little you piece played of hard was left it was there it for from fifty years. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, was in my middle meatus, which is like you know three and a half inches back from the, the good outside ways in there. Nose.
2: Wow. Yeah. Like, this is I, a pictures.
0: 1979 have- Matchbox Corvette. <laughs> Wait, this is uh- a collector's <laughs> item. Yeah. It's
2: like yeah. a tree he grew around this thing. I know. I did. Yeah.
0: Michael, stand by. you got time to uh, tell the rest of the story, I imagine. Yep. So hang on. Yep. Uh, we've, we've got to get to this part about uh, the GoFundMe. They took down. Yes his fundraiser. And we'll tell you why. And that's coming up here. Michael W. Dean of the Freedom Fiends at freedomfiends.com. There's a blog post there that gets into some more about this and how you can donate uh, to his new fundraiser. This is Free Talk Live. You love Bitcoin. It's the future, right? Well, no, not if everyone stops using it. I mean, think about it. How many places in your town take Bitcoin? One? None? Let's be real. If this Bitcoin thing is ever going to happen, it's going to need your help. The good news is the guys at AnyPay have your back. We built a website called HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. And it's a place you can send any business. And they'll be set up to take Bitcoin in five minutes. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. It's Free Talk Live. Dial toll-free and join us here. The number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. 855-450-3733. We have the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms. In fact, that's where Michael W. Dean is. We're going to get right back to him here in moments. Uh, our number again, 855-450-FREE. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Silver Dave and Mark. All right, so want you to know about my magic mud. It is a black tooth powder made of charcoalized coconut shells and bentonite clay. It's a completely natural product which is why you are able to swallow it and still remain healthy uh, if you use My Magic Mud. Now, the original product is what we're talking about. They have expanded their line quite a bit uh, since the early days, back when they were at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, selling what they were making in in their home. It's now a factory with a bunch of their friends and family members employed, and uh, it's available in most health food stores, Sprouts, CVS, Natural Grocers, and Walmart's Natural Beauty Aisle, but we can get you 20% off if you go to MyMagicMud.com, and Mark, you are a huge fan of this as a regular coffee drinker, uh,
2: you swear by My Magic Mud. Yeah, it'll it'll take the stains right off your teeth. Your teeth will be the color they're supposed to be. Not not some bizarre uh, ultra-alien white that uh, you know. maybe some other chemical things will do. I mean, I don't know. How the chemical probably isn't the right term because My Magic Mud's a chemical, too. Everything's I'm – I'm chemicals. Everything's chemicals. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's not some kind of bizarre – you know thing it's just natural stuff that wicks away stains
0: so 20 percent off can be yours with code ftl20 that's ftl like free talk live ftl20 at mymagicmud.com. So as we go back to michael w dean from the freedom fiends michael uh, you're back on here you've faced uh, and are facing some major health issues and you've discovered that cbd is a help to you, a big time help. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And you've been using it, and you you would like to, you know, raise some money to help you afford this. Um. And you put up a GoFundMe recently. Tell me about that part of the story.
3: Yeah. This is the uh. This is the the independent libertarian radio host retirement health plan. Is <laughs> you know is, is we we the the, F, the Lrn.fm health plan. You know we we do this for the love of doing it and. uh so in times of need we have to call in and, and ask our friends for help. Um, so yeah, I put up a thing on GoFundMe, explained all the details, you know, went to raise money, specifically said this is, you know, non no, non THC hemp derived CBD. It's not marijuana derived CBD. It does not get you high. It's legal federally and in my state. And within about 4 or 5 hours somebody uh, reported it. And it got taken down.
0: Wow. Yeah, and
3: uh, I think I know who reported it, but I I can't prove it. You know, I think it's Jim Jesus, and that's based on something cryptic he wrote me that day. The fact that he really doesn't like me feels harmed from something that happened on on the Freedom Fiends, and he also reported a GoFundMe for Macy Tomlin. You know about that? This is a uh, you know,
0: libertarian uh, lady.
3: Yeah, yeah. She yeah. had a thing to raise money to go to South America and take ayahuasca and teach people how to do it. And uh yeah, he reported her for that.
0: Wow. That's a shame. Crazy.
3: Yeah. Haters I don't uh, know
0: haters uh, need, I don't need to love. get a
3: life. Somebody somebody reported it. Yeah. Uh GoFundMe said that. And you know, I wrote him back and I'm like, There there are other people who have fundraisers for this mm-hmm. on there. And they wrote me back and said, Well, if you'd like to give us their names, we'll remove them too.
0: Wow. Right. Yeah. What now? A what is their exact. claim as to why they're removing it? I, I don't understand. Uh, they that.
3: said because it violates. Well, you know these companies are always really obtuse. They they're really like, uh, read section eight of our terms of service, and mm-hmm. I, I did, and buried in a bunch of things you can't do. You know, from from insurrections to fraud to this to that. You know, was no marijuana, no fundraisers for marijuana or marijuana derivatives. Now mm-hmm. this is not legally marijuana anymore. It federally or in the state and I explained that to them and they said we'll get back to you and the next day they deleted my account Wow they, they didn't you know they didn't say we're removing the thing you know you can't do that they didn't give me any chance for remedy they treated me like a criminal and just removed my thing and uh, emails since then are, are unanswered.
0: So it's over. You can't even create another fundraiser for anything else at all. No. They completely removed your account. No, and and people uh, were that.
3: donating. People were donating the first day, and then those donations got frozen, and it took several days for the people to get the money back. I didn't know the names of all of them, so it's hard to contact them. And you know, so I lost money on this, but Damn. more than that, more than the, I got a lot of that back, but it was a big hassle, and it was just a crappy way for them to deal with public. Uh, Deal with the public, you know?
0: Yeah, what a shame. They're just so yeah. afraid of the government, right? Like, that's the reason why yeah, they do this.
3: Yeah, the government guns to their head, but uh, and they're just being careful. I'm, I'm sure that within a year or two, you know, they'll have a section on there, a checkbox of, yes, I'm raising money for CBD. You know, I was really skeptical about this stuff. I'm not into hippie woo. I thought, you know, four years ago, people were talking to me about this. I talked to my doctor about it four years ago. He'd never heard of it. And he was the top doctor in the, in the town. Like he's the doctor that ran the, you know, the hospital related medical facility in this town. And he was like, and he he said, that sounds great. If I could prescribe it, I would, but I can't, you know, he said, if you thought of going to Colorado, like my option was move to Colorado, Mm -hmm. one state South to get CBD. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Or break the law and risk going to jail where, you know, I wouldn't have oxygen and everything else I need.
2: Fortunately, that's taken care of now, and you're just trying to – so GoFundMe made it so you can't get CBD. How are you going to go about getting some?
3: Uh, raise money and get some. In what manner? I raised a little bit so far. In what manner? Yeah. Oh, uh, on, on the Freedom Themes website, the top post is uh, a little of this story, saying a lot of what I said here today, and then asking for donations in Bitcoin and in uh, – PayPal. Now, PayPal doesn't allow this either. So I'm specifically using PayPal and Venmo donations for something else mm-hmm. for my oxygen therapy. I have monthly prices for the bottles. I had to just put a new oxygen concentrator for 500 and some bucks on, on my credit card. and I need to pay it down or they'll come repo it because I can't pay it down. But yeah, Bitcoin specifically are going to go only to CBD.
0: Amazing. and well, uh, folks- I
3: sent some today. Uh, with the hopes yep. that
2: uh, that'll help uh, pay some stuff off.
0: Folks, you yeah. can
2: go to uh,
0: freedomfiends.com. It's the top story there at freedomfiends.com. Uh, and that is where you can, you know, learn more about this, find out Michael's Bitcoin address if you'd like to contribute or contribute to uh, one of his other fundraisers. Michael, was there anything else that you wanted to share about the story tonight?
3: No, man. Just, uh, I didn't believe in this and it worked. And if if you know somebody that has, inflammation based illnesses i would look into this
0: thank you thank you michael dean yep. uh, best of Bye. luck thanks for the update thank thanks you. for the story thank i'm you. sorry to hear that happen to you yep. that's michael from uh on our discord call in line room
2: i think he's right that gofundme will at some point or another back off all this mm-hmm. but uh, that... in
0: the meantime people are going to suffer
2: well yeah probably
0: So, if you want to share your thoughts, uh, whether it's on this topic or anything else that is on your mind, you can join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. In some other news, it looks like more detail is out on the new Facebook so-called cryptocurrency. Facebook apparently has released a white paper for its long-awaited cryptocurrency. Gotta have a white paper. According to, uh, let's see, it came out it came out today. According to the paper, this is Cointelegraph.com's report, uh, Facebook's global stablecoin, dubbed Libra, will operate on the native and scalable Libra blockchain and be backed by a reserve of assets ostensibly, quote, designed to give it intrinsic value and mitigate volatil- volatility fluctuations. These assets consist of a basket of bank deposits and short-term government securities.
2: It will be... <laughs> so- its intrinsic value is going to come from currencies that have no intrinsic value. Yes, Government currencies backed by nothing will back their currency. That's right. So instead of being backed by nothing, it's backed by something that is backed by nothing. Well, we'll get into a little bit more
0: about this here. This is
2: fun. This is a whole new
5: species of
0: stupid. Double negative is a positive, and a positive, positive. I don't even know the math anymore. (laughs) 855-450-free. It is Free Talk Live. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live, and we're here once again in our Keene, New Hampshire studios, which means we have open phones, again, where you can call in, and you can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. Our number here is 855-453. That's 855-450-3733. Helpmetakebitcoin.com. That's where you can go to walk through the steps. They're very, very easy, very simple. Uh, that you need to do to start accepting Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, several of them. I think like 10 or 11 different cryptos uh, are accepted through the AnyPay platform. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com is where you can go to get started there. I think they've got like I think they've got it uh, broken down into four simple steps. So get started. If you've been wanting to get into the world of cryptocurrency and accept it from your customers, like a bunch of the vendors, including you, uh, Silver Dave, were doing at ForkFest, I was able to buy everything with cryptocurrency, and most of the vendors I encountered were using the AnyPay platform over there at ForkFest. So jump on board over at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. It's an app for iOS and for Android, and it is super easy to get started. That's HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. As we continue here talking about a little bit about cryptocurrency, this Facebook so-called cryptocurrency. Now, to be fair, I have not read their white paper. I just found out about this Uh, moments ago we've been talking about the speculation surrounding uh, the Facebook so-called crypto and I I still question whether or not it's actually going to be a cryptocurrency
2: but it could very well be a digital currency there's no shortage of digital currencies in the world as a matter of fact the US dollar is a digital currency that's right it has physical representations But it has migrated into becoming a physical currency. There was a time when the U.S. dollar was, uh, first, it was a paper representation of silver. And then it became a paper representation of nothing. And then it became a paper representation of a digital currency. Also, other digital currencies that you might think of. PayPal is largely a digital currency. You can get some dollars out of it and and turn them into things and stuff like that but it's largely digital other things uh you know when you play that little game where uh you you get little your little guy to jump up and down on that thing and it produces coins you know ching 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 mm-hmm. ching super pa-ching. mario brothers whatever it is <laughs> also digital currencies right like uh you know if if in in the game you can buy a special hat for your little guy you've just purchased something with a digital currency i'm in Super Mario Brothers video game in real life. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's what, I mean, a digital currency is just a digital currency. One of the reasons for cryptocurrency is is it allows open source, which this is not, and... uh, We're not
0: sure on that yet. Well, okay. We suspect it will not be.
2: It does say um, that it's native to a particular platform. They're
0: claiming the, I've got the white paper pulled up here now, uh, and it says the Libra blockchain is open source. Okay. Now I don't know whether that means that their software is going to be open source.
2: Now, either way, whether this is a digital, this is a cryptocurrency or a digital currency or whatever, the fact that they're calling it a cryptocurrency, I consider uh, tremendous.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Now that one of the major companies in the world and major companies in the world are competing to bring you their own crypto coin, that just goes to show. That crypto is here to stay, ladies and gentlemen. The whole everybody who said Bitcoin's going down, it's fad, and all that crap. No. Nope. Yeah.
0: Now it's you know, Facebook's
1: now jumping you know in.
2: now you can tell them to eat it because they were wrong and now we know for sure they're wrong.
1: But I feel like I guess the question is which cryptocurrencies are gonna be the more popular or the more valuable. Yeah
0: currencies is, is i guess what i think we don't know i'm wondering i mean right now bitcoin btc is the number number one cryptocurrency in the world by far uh but its lead isn't what it once was it uh only is i think like a 50 something percent uh of the market cap if you go to coinmarketcap.com cap.com the current what they call btc dominance meaning the total market cap, the total value of all the cryptocurrencies that this website catalogs, which is right now 2,244 of them, uh, the total value is $281 billion, roughly. And of that $281 billion, $161 billion of it is Bitcoin. So it is 57.2% of the entire global market cap. So where will this new Facebook cryptocurrency end up? Or is it even a cryptocurrency... Uh, according to the story here, the assets that they're planning on backing it with will be government securities and bank deposits, a basket of them. They'll be held in the what they call the Libra Reserve for every Libra that is issued. The website for the digital asset, Calibra.com, was down when it went live around 5 a.m. this morning. The new cryptocurrency will be governed by a not-for-profit Switzerland-based consortium, the quote, Libra Association which counts MasterCard, PayPal, Visa, Stripe, eBay, Coinbase, which is a cryptocurrency um, hub, if you will. It's got its own cryptocurrency exchange. It's one of the more popular and long-running kind of introduction to cryptocurrency websites. It's sort of the big bank of crypto. So it's interesting that they do have Coinbase involved in this association. That is interesting.
1: I actually started using some Coinbase, and I got a lot of flack from a lot of folks that, Dave, that's really dangerous. That's yeah. Because uh, you don't actually possess... It's like paper silver, but yeah. in this case, in crypto version, it's that like you don't that. actually possess the, the Bitcoin. You just possess an account. You don't even possess. So right. You have an they account, control and they possess it. it and then they,
0: when you say, like, I'd like to withdraw... And hopefully they have it and <laughs> loan it to somebody else. Exactly. You don't know what they're doing with your money. And if they want to lock your account down and give it to the government, there's nothing you can do about it. So when you're holding it in your own cryptocurrency wallet, you're better off. But, of course, is uh, the Facebook crypt- so-called crypto going to be accessible in other wallets? Or will it only be you know, useful within the f- official Facebook crypto wallet? This Calibra, I guess, is what they're calling it. So according to the story, Facebook ostensibly plans to expand the association to around 100 founding members by the time of Libra's launch in the first half of 2020. So we're about maybe a year out uh, from this thing actually being accessible by the average user. And the white paper notes that, quote, while the final decision-making authority rests with the association, Facebook is expected to maintain a leadership role through 2019. Facebook created Calibra, a regulated subsidiary, to ensure separation between social and financial data and to build and operate services on its behalf on top of the Libra network. The Libra Association itself is governed by the Libra Association Council. The council's members initially are the founding members, each of which runs a validator node on the network and was notably required to make a minimum investment of $10 million to seal the position. Each $10 million investment secures an entity one vote on the council per Facebook. So do you
2: follow this? One per Facebook? What does that mean? Uh, this is their oh, requirements. Their, uh, I see. That's their requirement. So yeah, gotcha.
0: you've got 25 initial members uh, on this association. At $10 and million apiece. $10 million apiece. At a piece And $250 a million. Dollars. Correct. Okay. And each one of them runs a node, and each one of them has a vote. Okay. Facebook has also revealed the release of the
2: Libra investment token, distinct from its You think they'd trade a node for $25 million in Free Talk Live advertising?
0: <laughs> Would you really want to get a piece of this? Oh,
2: yeah. This is going to be pretty big. Well, uh, look, I don't know. Facebook's Maybe a huge company. Maybe
1: won't. I, I don't backed know. Backed by it, backed by the evil government, it's going to be pretty powerful. Apple's
0: a big company, but every product they put out has not been a success. That's true. Hmm. As Libra's, uh, according to the story here, Facebook has also revealed the release of Libra investment token, distinct from its global user-oriented cryptocurrency Libra, which can be purchased or distributed as dividends to the association's founding members and accredited investors. As Libra is not technically pegged to any given national fiat currency, the white paper states that users will not always be able to redeem the token for a fixed amount of fiat, although Facebook claims that the reserve assets have been chosen so as to minimize volatility. So it's... Not an investment coin. It's pegged to a basket of currencies, but it's not pegged to any one of them, so therefore users will not always be able to redeem the token for a fixed amount of fiat. That sounds really sketchy.
2: Yeah, it does.
0: While the reserve assets are ostensibly
2: held by, quote, a geographic... You're going to give us money, Mm -hmm. and then when we feel like it... We'll give it back. We We might give you you
1: some (laughs) amount of money back, which may or may not be the amount that That you you expect or put in. How do you like that? That sounds like a good deal. I want to make deals like that, like... I'm going to sell you a product. You're going to pay for it, but I may or may not give you the amount of product you thought you were going to get when you paid for it.
2: It's there in the terms of service.
1: (laughs) No, look, you didn't read the 50,000 pages of...
2: uh, (laughs) Uh, Uh, Facebook has become a uh, make-work program for lawyers in California (laughs) So while the reserve assets are ostensibly held by a, quote,
0: geographically distributed network of custodians, unquote, in order to secure decentralization, the reserve is managed by the association itself, which is the only party able to mint and destroy the coin. So they get to destroy the coin. OK, so this is you know because they have to control the supply, right? right. This is because they want it to be worth something. New Libra are minted once authorized resellers have purchased the coins from the association with enough fiat to fully back their value. And burned when authorized resellers sell the token back to the association in exchange for the underlying assets. More on this
2: Facebook coin coming up. Is oral health important to you? If you don't like your own teeth, fresh breath, or kissing people, then by all means stop listening. Several years ago, I met Jessica Armand, founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and I became passionate about the product that she created and never want to live without it. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, but I find it does much more. They want you to love My Magic Mud as much as I do, so they're giving you a money-back guarantee. Plus off. Go to mymagicmud.com and use coupon code FTL20 at checkout. Mymagicmud.com, FTL20. Free
5: Talk Live. This
0: is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program, and you're invited to join us here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We've got the Discord call-in-line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Of course, you're invited to join us here, and you can bring up anything that you want. With you here tonight, you've got Ian. Silver Dave. And Mark. We are talking about the announced now. It's no longer speculation. Facebook has a, what they're calling, or some people are calling a cryptocurrency, and it is ostensibly based on a blockchain. The claim is this blockchain will be open source. The claim is further that the blockchain is already available in a testnet form, so people can get in there and start developing on it. Uh, and then that they're going to be releasing this Currency. I still hesitate to call it a cryptocurrency. (laughs) That This thing's going to be released sometime in the first half of 2020. And, you know, I think that their pitch for this is a nice pitch. The idea that people who are unbanked should be able to have access to, you know, easier online money systems. Yeah. I I don't disagree with with that. Um, I just... You know, don't trust Facebook to do it right. We've already got internet money. It's called cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin Cash and, you know, Dash and Monero and Zcash and many of these other cryptocurrencies that are not owned by some gigantic megacorporation teaming up with PayPal, MasterCard, Visa, some of the worst, most control-oriented Money companies on the planet.
2: Look, I mean, you know, Facebook is a platform for advertisement, and it's going to be advertising its own currency. A lot of people are going to fall prey to it. I agree with you. It's not the greatest idea, Ian. However, the vast majority of the global population gets what they deserve Mm. because they don't do their homework. And they will get what they deserve when it comes to this currency— That Facebook is trotting out in the process. The term cryptocurrency will continue to drive up the crypto markets, which are what these people actually want. If they would do a modicum of research, they won't. They're busy with their lives and they're going to take the pablum that is here comes the choo choo. Chaka 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 chaka, and they're gonna you know open their mouths and they're gonna take the currency that the big multinational corporation uh, that controls their lives now open is gonna wide. say, "Yep, open wide. Here it comes. Here comes your medicine." Well, it's not really medicine because it doesn't help. It'll help a little bit. It's better than you know banks that tell you if you're a poor person basically you can't have a uh, bank account. All right, so
0: I'm looking further here at the Facebook website for their Libra, this new so-called cryptocurrency. They are actually using the word. So my my first concern about this was that when we've talked about it over the last couple of months is that it was all speculation that, you know, that there was news from leaked sources that Facebook was going to launch its own currency. And all the news media was calling it a cryptocurrency yeah. and, I, and I thought that was I thought that's premature. We haven't heard anything official from Facebook about this yet, right But on calibra.com they do refer to this as a
2: cryptocurrency. okay And uh, There's no particular reason why they wouldn't use a cryptocurrency. A cryptocurrency is a uh, you know the, the blockchain is a good accounting system.
0: Well, you can have a blockchain without a crypt- crypto- cryptographic security, couldn't you? A blockchain is just a you know distributed ledger.
2: You could, but um, why not make it a... Um, a secure one. Yeah, why yeah. not make it a, a token? Why but not?
0: They even answer if- the question here in their frequently asked questions, what is a cryptocurrency? It's the first question. They say cryptocurrency is a type of digital currency. It's called cryptocurrency because it uses a very secure form of cryptography to verify transactions. Cryptocurrencies are built on blockchain technology, and the value of a cryptocurrency depends on the type of blockchain it is built on. Well, the value of a cryptocurrency depends on whether or not the market values it or not, is why cryptocurrencies have value. If the crypto is questionable, if it's weak- uh, if it's not useful, if it's not used very often, then it probably won't be as valuable as things like Bitcoin or, uh, you know, Bitcoin Cash or whatever. So they say that uh, Calibra is currently being built. Uh, you can, you know, sign up and all that. Let me get back to a little bit more here from the Coin. Uh, let's see, Coin Telegraph story about this. So as they were talking about here, the there's a bunch of companies, mega companies like PayPal, like Mastercard. These are not. Freedom-friendly companies; these are companies who are in line with the government. They love government regulation. They hate Bitcoin, they PayPal, love, and they love government regulation because that's how they prevent anyone else from getting in the business. That's correct. Yeah, and PayPal will will shut you down if they find out that you are buying and selling Bitcoin.
2: Right. They don't want other cryptocurrencies. Mm, they don't want to. Interest. I mean, look, <laughs> you get on this site, and the more of your life you turn over to it. The more of their life, they your life, they control. So, you know, if if Facebook decides that for whatever reason it doesn't want to deal with cryptocurrencies, that doesn't change my life at all because I almost I only use Facebook to advertise Free Talk Live, basically, mm-hmm. and then look at some pictures of some friends, kids, and stuff like that. But you know, a lot of people spend a lot of time on this site. A lot they spent they they pour emotional energy into this site. And, yeah, that's going to be meaningful to them when that happens. The white paper states, according to Cointelegraph.com, quote, Since
0: authorized resellers will always be able to sell Libra coins to the reserve at a price equal to the value of the basket, the basket being a basket of world currencies, the Libra reserve acts as a, quote, buyer of last resort.
2: Doesn't that sound like the Federal Reserve to you? Yes, that's what they are. The Federal Reserve is the buyer of last resort for the U.S. dollar.
0: Uh, Facebook further notes, the software that implements the Libra blockchain is open source in order to create an interoperable ecosystem of financial
2: services and broaden inclusion. Let's explain why this is. So let's say you wanted to make a cryptocurrency for yourself today. If you want to make that cryptocurrency worth one dollar. Now, this is essentially what they're doing. They're trying to mitigate the ups and downs of the forex, uh, the foreign exchange market by saying, well, make it make dollars and uh, pound sterling and euros and maybe some rubles thrown in there or whatever, right? But basically, that's what they're doing. So you want to make your cryptocurrency worth $1. First thing you have to do is get somebody who's willing to spend some money on your cryptocurrency. Facebook has that accomplished. No problem. Mm-hmm. Then... Now, either, at this point, your currency is worth more or less than a dollar. If it is worth more than a dollar, then you need to print, quote-unquote, create more of your cryptocurrency so that it is now diluted to the point that all each one of your units of cryptocurrency is worth one dollar. Right. All right? And then, but, if your cryptocurrency is worth less than one dollar, as per the market is demand right now, then you need to destroy cryptocurrency and they have that ability that's what to manipulate them, the that's supply. that's what their buyer of last resort thing means mm-hmm. they you know take this stuff in they destroy it and then they raise the value to the point that each of them is worth a dollar so this is just a destruction creation machine in order to create a stable coin we of which we already have myriad Several.
1: that actually sounds exactly like what they did with the dollar when they created the federal reserve to begin with they said well in order to prevent a bank run or a run on the bank, they needed to have a continuous supply or restriction on the flow of whatever the currency was. They created the Federal Reserve notes Mm -hmm. and made a centralized bank so that they could supply currency or deny currency to banks on a federal or or on a national level. So it
0: sounds like... Facebook wants to be the new digital Federal Reserve. Sounds like that. The new global Federal
2: Reserve. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, what if... At this point, they control people's emotional lives so greatly that people are going to therapy in order to handle their Facebook accounts. Really? Yes. (laughs) That's what's happening. I mean, they're talking about depression that's centered around social media, right? Uh, Yeah. yeah, Well, what does that mean? That means people who need therapy in order to stay on Facebook.
1: I saw a terrible post and I have PTSD now.
2: Yeah, the, you know. and <laughs> Oh, no, gosh, it was horrible. Somebody made fun of me. If, <laughs> if some people are I going mean. to therapy, then many, many, many people are just, uh, you know, in small ways controlled. Well, they're controlling such a large portion of the population. What's the next step? At this point, they are a government. They're a non, uh, you know, territorial state. So they might as well have their own currency.
0: The All number? hail Mark Zuckerberg. If you want to join us here, 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom, it's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in lines over at discord.lrn.fm. And with you here tonight, it's Ian silver dave and mark coming up since we're talking about facebook silver dave wants to talk about mind control and i think there's uh, some relation
2: there we'll get into that but first mark i want to tell you about a project that uh, free talk live is taking on it's an advertising project i can't tell you everything about it it's kind of secret ish but i can tell you a lot of things about it it's a combination of digital print And uh, radio, which of course you're listening to now, what has no surprise. And it guarantees that your message reaches the people you want to reach it in a way that I believe is going to... Change ROI in uh, advertising dramatically. You have to go to this website. If you've got a, you know, I mean if you've got a business, the, if you don't have a business, this doesn't interest you at all. But if you've got a business, go to because this program is as simple as one two three, you go to one two three dot It's 123.freetalklive.com. dot This program is likely to be your most cost-effective and highest return on your investment that you've ever received from any marketing program you've ever done. Limited space. Contact us now: one two three dot There is a little bit more here
0: that I want to share from the white paper, and then we can talk about the uh, the mind control discussion. But I did pull up uh, from Libra.org. This is the Facebook cr- cryptocurrency, and that's what they're calling it. Uh, that uh, describes more about the backing because. To me, this whole basket of currencies things seems confusing. Yeah. So I'm just going to lay this out there. Slow me down. Stop me if this seems complex. Uh, Libra, they say, is designed to be a stable digital cryptocurrency that will be fully backed by a reserve. Stable
2: based on, uh, say, uh, fiat currencies, which, of course, are moving all the time. Right. (laughs) That will be fully backed
0: by a reserve of real assets, real meaning government money that people consider to be right. real but we know they This just is print- not
2: diamonds this is not right. gold this is not uh you know bangladeshi no, internet if, slaves in fact, they specify it's just,
0: they yeah. specify coming up that it's not it's definitely not gold uh that uh so they call the reserve the libra reserve and supported by a competitive network of exchanges buying and selling libra that means anyone with libra has a high degree of assurance but not a total degree of assurance a high degree of assurance that they can convert their digital currency into local fiat currency based on an exchange rate just like exchanging one currency for another when traveling this approach is similar to how other currencies were introduced in the past to help instill trust in a new currency and gain widespread adoption during infancy or its infancy it was guaranteed that a country's notes could be traded in for real assets such as gold Right. Instead of backing Libra with gold, though, it will be backed by a collection of low-volatility assets, such as bank deposits and short-term government securities in currencies from stable and reputable central banks. Yes. It is important to highlight that this means one Libra will not always be able to convert into the same amount of a given local currency meaning that Libra, they say, is not a peg to a single currency. Rather, as the value of the underlying assets moves, the value of one Libra in any local currency may fluctuate. However, the reserve assets are being chosen to minimize volatility so holders of Libra can trust the currency's ability to preserve value over time. The assets in the Libra Reserve will be held by a geographically distributed network of custodians with investment-grade credit rating to provide both security and decentralization of the assets. So, I mean, that doesn't sound like a terrible idea to have decentralization of whatever these assets are. But if all the assets are as government-related, you know, securities or whatever that is, you know, I'm not sure. I don't know exactly what all that means, short-term uh, government securities.
2: Well, short-term... Is it like a bond? Yeah, it's a bond. It's a loan. Okay. Um, I think this is natural, should have been expected, is pretty good for the market, and all those things. Will I buy this? No, no. I'm not getting any of this crap. But... Um, well, it doesn't really have a chance of
0: ex- ex- um, increasing in value, right? Like They want it to be stable. So
2: what's the point of buying it? the point of buying it I guess is that they'll probably my guess is that they will uh, offer some kind of discount in their advertising services
0: for uh, the use of this currency okay
2: or get get some of their partners
0: to offer discounts like uber right. is one of the uh, the Libra partner association partners so if you pay with the Libra you might get five percent off your uber ride or something like that.
2: Yeah, I yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I mean, I think mostly they're trying to catch on to the wave of cryptocurrencies. They see the value for themselves. Mm-hmm. They want to see how to cash in. They're attempting to do that. They're probably it's probably going to work. And that will be good for Facebook and the node holders. To their credit, if you're going to have fiat currency,
0: it would make more sense to have a basket of them rather than, you know, just one of them, right? So there is some yeah. I mean, that's not a terrible idea there. They do say here the assets behind Libra are the major difference between it and many existing cryptocurrencies that lack such intrinsic value and hence have prices that fluctuate significantly based on expectations. Libra is indeed a cryptocurrency, though, and by virtue of that, it inherits several attractive properties of these new digital currencies the ability to send money quickly, the security of cryptography, and the freedom to easily transmit funds across borders. Just as people can, and, that, and they do say in another place here that. Facebook is is looking to muscle in on the the remittances market, and if that's the case, then that's not a bad thing either. No. If they're going to be able to compete with uh, with Western Union or MoneyGram and dramatically lower the cost of sending value, even though it's in something that we consider to be inferior to you know the original cryptocurrencies, yeah. that that could still help people in you know developing nations and the unbanked actually transfer value you know internationally. One of low the th- price
2: yeah one of the things about sort of using cryptocurrency say say you're trying to send somebody that you know in Africa um, b- digital current excuse me uh, cryptocurrency through their uh, Facebook's uh, you know IM thing so mm-hmm. you know you're, you're working out this deal well Facebook can likely take it turn it from US dollars into shillings uh, if it's Uganda for instance um, and you know make that relatively easy for you whereas Bitcoin it doesn't have the infrastructure.
0: Yeah, it's a little trickier. You've got to go on a website like local.bitcoin.com and, you know, find somebody who wants to buy the Bitcoin, just you, like you did tonight, Dave. You found that Mark wants to buy some of your Bitcoin cash from you. Yes, that, was, uh, that worked pretty good. That happened. Of course, the more people want cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin cash or others, then the easier it becomes to find. And will Facebook's uh, Libra take the interest away from Bitcoin or will it help Bitcoin develop more interest? I think it'll uh, result in more interest
1: personally. You know, it makes me think about a long time before ATM machines existed, you know, people said that ATM machines, some people really feared it because they thought, well, bank tellers would lose their jobs mm-hmm. and everyone was worried about that. And so uh, ATM machines started opening up and what they ended up discovering was that the ease of access actually caused more people to get involved in banking. And so then they opened more bank branches and more ATMs and more ATM really? service
0: people. And so it didn't take the jobs away. It actually it added expanded it. the whole market. It's interesting. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. I'll put the link to this uh, Libra white paper on our uh, social media, twitter.freetalklive.com, toot.freetalklive.com for our Mastodon, and telegram.freetalklive.com. Coming up, Mind Control, it's Free Talk Live. it's free talk live and you can dial toll free to join us. You can bring up anything that you want here. Our number is 855-450-free. whether you want to comment on the Facebook cryptocurrency? They're saying it is, so I guess it's probably going to be. But do you actually want this thing? Well, that's a whole other question. Um, You are welcome to comment on that. Also, the Discord call in line rooms, discord.lrn.fm. With you tonight, it's Ian. Silver Dave. And Mark. And we continue here. Do want to let you know about the Edge wallet. I saw Edge wallet in use in a lot of places at ForkFest. A lot of people were paying for their food at various different vendors and such with uh, cryptocurrency
2: edge wallets the best wallet
0: we're using edge it is a great wallet and you can buy sell trade and securely hold your cryptocurrencies like bitcoin btc the ethereum tokens ethereum Monero, ripple stellar bitcoin cash dash and others you can go to edge.app to learn more about it secure your freedom with edge it's available on ios and android i use it and i use it more than any other wallet and I do have, you know, multiple wallets, but I use Edge more than any other. I like to try them all, as many as I can, to see which ones uh, are the best.
2: I, Mark Edge, support the Edge wallet, if only because of their good taste in names.
0: Yeah, they didn't uh-huh. name it after you, I don't think. No. Uh, but uh, but they
2: did like that, uh, that my last name's Edge, and they were amused by that.
0: Yes, uh, and I was using Edge wallet as my top wallet long before they became a sponsor here, just so you know. Edge.app is their website Silver Dave, we've been talking about Facebook, and I don't know if it was during the break or not, but we were discussing
2: how people – Mark, didn't you say people are going to therapy uh,
0: for no, this was
6: on Facebook?
2: The yeah, people are going to therapy for Facebook. I mean, the, the fact is, is that social media is causing depression in some people. Is this mind control, Dave? Is Facebook con- trying to control people's minds? Well, that's a great question.
1: And I can't say – The answer to that question, however, I like to think about motive when I think about things, and I try to think, is there an incentive or a motive for, uh, like, Facebook, for example, to use mind control in order to get you to buy more products or things like that? Spend more time there. So I feel like... They want uh, you to spend
0: your time there so you'll see more of their advertising. Clearly, the Democratic
2: Party believes that Facebook is mind control if the Russians can put up some memes and change the outcome of the election. Yeah, well, so,
1: you know, with that being said, you know, is Facebook using mind control? I mean, I guess my
0: temptation, my temptation would be to say yes. Well, they've we've read stories before about how they have, uh, like, I, I, like these experts on addiction that they hire basically to, you know, make their site as as humanly addictive as possible. And I know what it's like. I quit Facebook, and it was like quitting a drug. I remember. Um, when I stopped trying to go to the site as often, I would catch myself typing in F A C on my keyboard, and I'd have to I'd have to stop myself mm. mid mid typing. Just- I ch- I checked
1: Facebook all the time, right? And and actually, like I, sometimes I say to myself, "What the heck does this even matter? Like, why do I do it this?" Doesn't. And you know, now that you just described that, I, it really does sound like an addiction, and it would make perfect sense that they would be using. Mind control of some sort. Now you're probably thinking to yourself, "Well, mind control that that sounds like it's out of a 1984, you know, sci fi fantasy." Yeah,
0: well, no, it's not like the Clockwork Orange where they're peeling your eyelids back and you know forcing you to watch some sort of secretive uh, message or whatever. It, what do they call it? What's what's where what they like like one frame per thirty frames subliminal? Kind of sub- subliminal? Subliminal messages. It's not quite like that, but it's like the dopamine hits. Uh, the serotonin hits of people, young people especially, they're they're after the likes, apparently. If, if they get likes on things, right. they feel good about themselves. And so they're searching for this. They're posting more just to try to get likes. If they don't get likes, then they feel bad. If they click on the, no- the notifications then it feels good because they're getting a new hit, a new rush of information, something they haven't seen before. I know what this is like. I've clicked on that notifications thing every time it popped to, to number one. Every time. you know, I wouldn't wait. It was just, oh, there's something new there. Well, well, Ooh, i got to go thing. see it. There's this guy, I think his
1: name was Maslow, and he said something yep. to the effect of that, the most important thing to people is to feel like they belong, to feel like they're important, to Mm. feel like they're a part of things. And so social media has replaced social interactions to a large degree. And, you know, like just to give a a random example, the other day I was in my car driving and I was turning right into, uh, you know, like a sort of a smaller suburban type street. And I noticed it was like right around school bus time. Mm -hmm. And there were all these kids standing around, like, I guess they were waiting for the school bus. Well, they all had phones in their hand. Of they were all looking down at their phones,
0: but it gets even sillier. No one was talking to one another.
1: No, they weren't right. talking to each other. They were all down looking at their phones, but then it's even funnier because some of them were standing in the road, right? Mm-hmm. They're standing in the road, and they're just, like, looking down, and I'm, like, slowing down thinking, like, they're going to move out of the way, but, like no one was moving, and, like, luckily, I was, like, slowing down. Were they standing in the road on their phone? Some of them were standing in the road, yeah, and they were on their phones, like, looking down, like, typing, and, like, no one cared that I was, like, pulling in, and I'm just, like, going slower and slower. Eventually, they sort of started to detect that here's this car, and they started to, like, slowly move out of the road. Like, it was, like, they so (laughs) didn't care. I felt like I was in the weirdest, like, Paradox movie. I don't know if that's mm, the right word. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone yeah. movie. Like it was just like what in the world? It,
0: it, they were like so not, like you couldn't get by until they moved out of the way. Basically, right,
1: right, yeah. because they were standing like they were just
2: like cows in a field, just like slowly hurting, <laughs> like mm. like slowly like buzzards out. who never will. You know how buzzards just won't get out of the road until the last minute yeah. as you're coming in. But they were
1: so in tune to what was happening on their phone that they were like not paying attention outside, and so. It was, that was really eerie. It was really weird. And so, you know, with all this talk, I mean, if you're wondering if mind control is a real thing, well, maybe you might want to search this patent number on your Google search or whatever search engine. You might want to type in 6506148B2. <laughs> and this is the patent number for amazing US. Mind Control Patent 6506148B2, humans can be, man- and well, that's the patent number. Let me just say, here's a title of an article on it. There's a whole bunch of articles on this. It says, humans, the article from Disclosed TV, humans can be manipulated through monitors. And it lists this patent. And let me just read the headline from this article. Sounds like a television. They patented a television. Yeah, well, if you search the patent number, you will see that this is mind control through monitors. And so it says, the idea of mind control has been portrayed in the media for some time. Although controlling the human brain, to the extent often portrayed in the media, has recently proven impossible. Until recently, has... uh, has proven impossible until recently, right? Yes. Now, then, a further, a a report has come to light, however, which suggests that not only is it now possible, but that the entire bodily functions can be controlled, as U.S. Patent six five zero six one four eight B two and related research paper nervous system manipulation by electromagnetic fields from monitors.
2: Well, I can tell you, I mean, it's all I have to do is turn on the water to have to go, Uh, you know, number one, right? So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's simple. You can, can control uh, humans that way.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, if you search, this, you know, this is just one random article on it. I actually am going to back up, and I'm going to go ahead and just pull up the actual patent office listing. Now, here we go. If you search... U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, you just type in this number, and the patent name is Nervous System Manipulation by Electromagnetic Fields from Monitors. And it goes on to say there's abstract. so patents are have a really special way they write them, mm-hmm. and so there's an abstract the summary, paragraph, right? which is like a summary, and it says, physiological effects have been observed in a human subject in response to stimulation of the skin with weak electromagnetic fields that are pulsed with certain frequencies, Near one half hertz to 2.5 hertz, such as to excite sensory resonance. Many computer monitors and TV tubes, when displaying pulsed images, emit electromagnetic
0: fields of sufficient amplitudes to cause such excitation. Well, everything in life, I mean, is vibration, right? So we're talking about hertz. This is uh, a vibration. And it's not impossible to believe that certain vibrations will vibe with your body at some level or another. When you're watching that commercial for Burger King and they're pulsing you just the right way and you got that craving, yeah, (laughs) they've got you. There's more coming up here in moments. You can join us whether you want to talk about mind control or whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, we invite you to join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. Our Discord call-in lines are open to you over at discord.lrn.fm, whether you want to talk about mind control, Facebook, or maybe that's the same topic. Uh, With you here tonight, it's Ian. Silver Dave. And Mark. And we want to thank Kingston Smith, who is a Free Talk Live Gold Amplifier Uh, And that means that uh, Kingston is contributing $10 a month through the AMP program. uh, AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And you can go to amp.freetalklive.com where you can get signed up with any, uh, let's see, well, not any, but credit cards like Visa and MasterCard and supposedly American Express, although I don't think anyone's ever tried it. And then also uh, PayPal and Bitcoin BTC. It's a Great way for you to get behind what we do here on Free Talk Live. If you like the fact that we're talking about freedom and liberty and peace, cryptocurrency on a daily basis here on over 200 radio stations across the week, then please, we can get to 300. It is possible. We just need your help at amp.freetalklive.com. It's amp.freetalklive.com. And uh, so thank you in advance for doing that. Really appreciate it. It makes a big difference for us. Dave, you found a patent. And I'm not sure when this patent was filed. I know the article is pretty recent. So the article was written, I think, last year, but the patent's kind of old at this point. Right. And you're saying that uh, the patent claims that certain frequencies, certain vibrations, resonance uh, can have an effect on people's nervous systems. Right. Now, if I would read further on the patent listing on the U.S.
1: Patent and Trademark Office, it has another section where it says claims, and it lists the claims as the claims of the invention, and the first one is, number one. Controls minds. A method (laughs) for manipulating the nervous system of a subject located near a monitor. The monitor emitting an electromagnetic field when displaying an image by virtue of the physical display process, the subject having a sensory resonance frequency, the method comprising creating a video signal for displaying an image on the monitor, the image having an intensity, an intensity modulating the video signal for pulsing the image intensity with a frequency in the range of 0.1 to 15 hertz and setting the pulse frequency to the resonance frequency. So like, to me, I feel like what if the commercials that say like, why you shouldn't smoke, what if they're subliminal in there that are saying, smoke smoke like they're There's telling no you to evidence do things. for that i mean i'm you're not just, saying you're that speculating. Is the case. i'm just saying what if yep. i'm asking the question what if the commercials but t- the number know, of buy, smokers is going down right i don't know yeah well it's true. Not, i don't know if that i mean a i'm not sure that i trust some of like like statistics. the center for disease control or i don't trust mm-hmm. these guys at all first of all Do you see more
0: people smoking in your life or
1: less when I've well, when I'm driving through Manchester, for example, I see so many people on the sides of the road smoking. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I see more people smoking than not. Maybe it's just because they stand out. Yeah, well, they're standing
2: outside (laughs) that they're standing outside. I, you know, in the advertising business, this would be incredibly important. I mean, imagine getting somebody to just buy your product. Um. As opposed to advertising your product, which is, you know, I mean, to some extent it's mind control. It's certainly a suggestion. Um, And if that was the case, then all the business would run to the ad agencies that had access to this.
1: But I bet it's the most costly. Like, to get this, you got to be a big dog with the biggest budget. So, like, only the most powerful. Is it working for
2: Toyota or Ford? Which one is it working for? Well, that's a good question. That's yes, very good I, question. You know, I mean, who, who has it? Because I don't know. Um, and, you know, Mac- McLaren seems to get a few cars sold here and there. They're probably doing it. So all I mean, they're probably doing it on maybe
1: many of these places. And it just that becomes, you know, which whether it's a Ford or a Toyota, they're both probably pulsing you to buy these products. But you may still choose one or the other, except just that the desire to get a new car may be just much
0: stronger. Well, I mean, just whether this is uh, some sort of s- vibrational system or just a good pitch uh, or just, you know, hitting somebody with the same message over Anybody and over. Anybody can get a again. patent. Right. A patent's just something you file for, right? right. It doesn't have to necessarily work, right? Right. So I don't know. I mean, people have been calling about mind control on this show, Dave, for for many years. I mean, some people believe that they are being mind controlled because there's a helicopter that flies outside of their house at night. Other people believe that uh, the government is pointing a you know a, a mind control ray at them or seeding the clouds with some sort of mind control chemical and to some extent it does seem to just be paranoia because i mean we know a lot of people who are living under the same circumstances as many of these people who believe in mind control but yet they're outside of the box they think outside of the box they're they're they've they know the government is not their friend and that they're out to get them or whatever i'm glad
1: you just said that because that reminds me of another important point i want to just mention about this excuse me so when I first found out, when I first came across this patent number and I searched it, I was really, I was really disturbed by this because I thought, oh my gosh, like this is this is really weird. Like this is like some sci-fi, you know, stuff. So I'm looking more into it, and as I understand, it's kind of like a hypnotist, you know, like a, you can be hypnotized, but only if you're willing, right? Mm. So that at least as, Your
2: suggestibility,
1: as, yeah. So so at least I think. I'm not saying, I mean, obviously, I don't know the how, whether this is being used, whether it's really effective. You know, it's just like Mark said, you can make a patent. doesn't mean the thing works, but you, I think that you might have to be willing. So it may not work on everybody. And so, for example, people who already don't trust the government may not trust those messages, even when the mind control is in there because they're
0: resistant to it. Well, we know that the government has developed and has had developed uh, weapons that use basically invisible rays, right, to uh, either heat up a body of a, of a target, for instance. They have these things they can mount to, like, the top of a, a tank or a bearcat or whatever, or there's s- essentially uh, – nearly inaudible sound guns that can make you know, your, your experience if you're like a protester or something very very uncomfortable so we know that there's some very powerful things that can be done uh, that you know isn't just speculation they have these weapons uh th- those things exist so i i don't doubt that there can be frequencies that can trigger certain reactions in somebody's body whether that's going to result in a specific you know want or desire in that person's mind I don't think has been proven at this point, but we do know that physical reactions can be triggered by certain waves and and frequencies uh you know being directed and at we someone.
2: also know that generally the public believes that the public is pretty suggestible mm-hmm. so for instance uh there's there's huge inquisitions going on on the current sitting president based on the fact that he may or may not have uh, had some kind of Re- interaction with uh, the Russians, who then put memes on social media, and those memes clearly must have uh, resulted in the outcome that we weren't looking for, because it couldn't have been the least palatable candidate that the Democratic Party could have possibly put up that resulted in her defeat, right? I mean, you know... Uh, their very successful presidency of which she was a part as the secretary of state. But, you know, she's just got a bad reputation. But the Democrats are going to attempt to shove it down your throat, and then blame it on something else. Well, that's going to happen again here, apparently, with Joe Biden. They're going to, you know, bring out the next least palatable candidate, Creepy Joe. They're going to say, hey, you know, vote for this guy. And then when he loses, which he probably will lose against uh, Donald Trump then they'll be saying oh it must have been something besides us i don't think biden's going to get
0: the nomination well at this point it's too early uh, at this point he what we how many times has the has the leader early on in a primary in the in the polls actually ended up with a nomination very the, rare
2: i don't know the answer to that but um i will say that he's not following the pattern that the republicans were following the last go around Whereas, like you know they peak over the course of like 3 weeks and mm-hmm. then drop back down this guy's held it the whole time hmm.
0: Well, it's still early.
2: It's still early. Yeah. Anything could happen. Yeah, that's true. Any other
0: thoughts on this, Dave, that you want to share about mind control? Sure, sure. So actually, interestingly enough, a
1: friend of mine who is listening to the show just sent me a text and said, you know, we're looking at these screens all day and subconsciously maybe seeing our reflection Mm -hmm. and somehow associating ourselves with maybe certain products or services and that that may be related to this. I don't know. Uh, I think this is very interesting. And uh, you know, I'm always looking to try to figure out, you know, like what don't we know? And there's obviously a, a lot, lot more that we don't know than we do know. And if there's a, wise a lot that you don't knows, know that
0: you don't know as well.
1: And and that's oh you know, yeah, and that's the killer is there's what you know, right. there's what you know you don't know, right? And then
0: there's what you don't know you don't know. That's right. And that's the biggest <laughs> thing, and that's the most dangerous thing. It's true. The toll free number here eight fifty five four fifty free singularity in our chat room says this friend is on LSD. Every <laughs> friend referring to your friend uh so we got it more on possible. the way hour number three is next here and stuff that we can talk about well whatever is on your mind you may take control of the airwaves here MoneyGram apparently just got an investor from the cryptocurrency world uh, we can tell you about that on the way plus a uh, an issue with property rights we can get into it in the digital realm it's free talk live
6: Don't you hate that feeling in the pit of your stomach when the police pull you over? Most people have no idea how to handle it properly, and they promptly get fed into the municipal, fee-generating meat grinder. Or maybe you recall that feeling you get when you go to the mailbox and see one or more letters from the IRS. You get a sense of impending doom, don't you? So let me ask you, if you could learn how to use the law to beat the IRS, traffic tickets, almost any courtroom scenario collectors, credit card debt, and even mortgage debt because of fraud perpetrated against you, would that be worth knowing about? Don't laugh. Investigate. Check out the life-changing benefits of the Lighthouse Law Club at their website LighthouseLaw.club. That's LighthouseLaw.club. And while you're at it, visit the Lighthouse Law Club YouTube channel. You might be in for a pleasant surprise.
5: Hey, it's
0: Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program back from ForkFest 2019. And uh, I think, uh, can I speak for everybody that it was a great time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had you been before, Dave? Was it your first ForkFest? This
1: this was my first ForkFest. What did you think? Rookie. Um, I thought it was great. And you know, what I really love about ForkFest is the fact that nobody is in charge Mm -hmm. and therefore everybody is in charge (laughs) right everybody's in charge of their own selves yeah like so what i mean it's also like a box of chocolates because you really never know what you're going to get right and so there was a there was a big gay dance party
0: you and and i uh, were there
1: yeah i that was uh loved your costume thanks yours Uh, was
0: great too yep
1: thank you oh thank you very much (laughs) i really appreciate that there was some really good energy uh it was it was very gay
0: uh, I have to say. Yep, it certainly was. It went on for, it was just a couple hours, but it was a good solid couple of, of hours. Yeah. They waited until the sun uh, had gone completely down until it was dark, basically. Beyond just when the sun was down, but it had to be dark out before they were going to start this thing. And uh, their head of security probably wasn't any more than like seven or eight years old, which was hilarious. And dude, he, had, he had glowing sunglasses on right. that were like electrically... Charged. those were awesome. That was cool. Um, and dude was uh, Stephen told me uh, the security agent was doing a good job. Like he was actually bouncing people out of there because you <laughs> had to, it was an invite only event. If you didn't have uh, a wristband, you couldn't get in. So people who were walking in, he was checking their wristbands and uh, telling them you got to go. He was, ser- yeah, he was serious.
1: Yeah, he was serious. And you know it's funny to me when there's a seven year old doing security and he's he's serious. That's that's entertaining yeah. to me. It um, was entertaining. And, did you see that moon? I didn't mean to jump over I saw but a little bit of it, yeah. The, oh my gosh, beautiful moon and I mean yeah, it was. It's yeah. something that uh, to see the moon through the cracks of, you know, inside of this dome with techno and lighting. I just I mean I just like kind of tangent us but just say I really
0: really enjoyed that. There was a disco ball in this dome by the way. We're out in the, you know, the woods. We're out in Rogers Campground in uh, Lancaster, New Hampshire. Um, uh, monster disco ball spinning around and lights, of course, pointing at it. So from the outside, the dome really looked like a happening place. Like you could see all the uh, the reflected little bits of light that were rotating. You know, from the outside, so it really looked like a place that you know you wanted to be. They had some of these inflatable couches that they'd sort of brought outside for people to wait on while the the place had not yet uh, opened yet. Of course, there were some inflatable couches inside. Our co-host on Wednesday nights. Jay Noon was there with his wife uh, Shallon. They had just finished celebrating their first anniversary, so that was kind of cool Ooh. to get to go to the dance yeah. party after that. And uh, she actually had part of her wedding dress on, so like the kind of the bottom part of her wedding dress. And she commented to me that you know it's nice to have a, a you know excuse to get out the old wedding dress because most people you you know you, they get married and then the wedding dress goes into a closet and they never do anything else with it. She made it part of her costume. Might as well, yeah.
1: And there was actually lights.
0: Coming out of the floor, and at one point she was standing on
1: That's one. That's right. <laughs> and it was like glowing through red. And she was like, yeah. she looked like one of those like optic light optic things where
0: it's like yeah, yeah fiber optic, fiber optic. Yeah, yeah it was that was pretty neat. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> oh, and and Jay Noon had this like hat that had LED lights that sort of lit up in a pattern around it. And uh, she told me that they just happened to find this hat at an at a gas station on the way up to uh the campground it had dust all over it you know it had not been picked up off of a shelf in however many years since it had been put there and she was like this thing is perfect and it was it looked it looked great on it the accentuate his bald spot it was a hat dude okay uh so anyway not a yeah, it was, uh-huh. right. <laughs> uh, They did a great job. It was a great party, great lights, great music. Uh, Steven Zeiler, uh, who is from AnyPay.Global, and uh, Derek J. Freeman, our, our other Tuesday Night co-hosts, they'll be joining us next Tuesday, and I'm sure they'll give us the full recap. Because one of the things they decided to do over the last couple of days was to stay through the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Initially, they were... Pretty disappointed with uh, one of the decisions that the board of directors of the Free State Project had made, which was to turn down uh, the Shire Free Church's uh, sponsorship of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And uh, and they, you know, after having spent two full days basically setting this thing up, and Mark, you helped out quite a bit from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, with with setting up this dome, a lot of people volunteered their time to to make this thing as, as awesome as it was. That they decided, all right, we're going to stick it out. We're going to keep. You know, playing music here every night. We're going to keep this thing going because they were able to secure the spot, the tent spot or the RV spot that they were located on to keep that same spot, so they wouldn't have to move the dome. So they managed to to, to stay there, and uh, I think that was a good a good choice. I think it'd be good to kind of give people a, a little taste of uh, what Fork Fest was like in case and, they didn't make it. And, and you know, I just just because you said that, it made me think about. I want to just talk about
1: just ingenuity and. These guys really put a lot of effort in. Yeah. Because, uh, you mentioned odds. Mark. Well, so I, I just r- recall a moment when they were installing some lights in the ceiling. They were trying to get to the top, but they didn't. the ladder wasn't tall enough. And there were six picnic benches <laughs> stacked on top of each other it's with a amazing. ladder on top of that. I'm going
0: to get, I've got pictures of it. Me I holding the ladder. And again. then Mark Edge holding the ladder. With Steven on top of with it. With Steven on top. Six foot which four. Which is on top of, and he's six foot four on a ladder,
1: which is on top of. Six triangularly stacked picnic table benches. I mean, it was like a forklift on a forklift on a forklift with a guy standing on the top yeah. reaching if,
2: high. If anybody from OSHA would have seen this, oh, they yeah. would have lost their <laughs> minds. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I didn't support forklift. anything that was going on and kept saying it. But, it, you know, by God, somebody's got to hold that ladder. So right. up I went.
0: Yeah, I, I just—it was amazing watching uh, some of some of that happen. And of course, they're going to have to take the thing down too, so so it's going to happen uh, again. in a few, That few sounds more days.
2: like I'm just hearing you say that, and it sounds remarkably like not my problem.
0: Yeah, yeah, I imagine <laughs> you're not going to be there for that part. <laughs> um, do that. Hopefully, there'll be some other volunteers who yeah. will uh, will will step up. Yeah. Uh, but an amazing event, Forkfest. You know, one of the things that was interesting—we we didn't get a chance to talk about because we've been broadcasting there for for the last five days. And I wanted to make sure we could talk about other stuff here tonight, but I did want to do a final kind of you know recap of of the event. Um, last night, so Sunday night, the second to last night. So Monday night was the last night. Yeah. Sunday night was the second to last night. Yeah. Sunday night to reason. was really, I mean, aside from the dance party, which was great on Monday night, Sunday night was when Forkfest peaked. And as we were as we were walking around Sunday night, we were amazed at the vibe and how it was how it felt so much like the old Porcupine Freedom yeah. Festivals from from the past. Everybody was out having fun. Things were you know pretty loud. There people are having a good time, um, and it went late in into the night. People were up late. I wasn't up. Late. I went to bed at like one o'clock. But I talked to Colin, who was running one of the tents there. He said he left at like four a.m. and there were still people there, uh, like a, a fair amount of people. And so people were having a great time on Sunday, and then something changed for the last night. Because one of the things that I noticed and that I said on the air was people were saying, my God, this is this is the second to last night, like commenting on how great this particular night yeah. was. But yet it wasn't even the final night. But yet the final night was subdued by comparison. And Mark, you don't know this because you actually left probably at about 6 o'clock in the evening. You drove Jack uh, home. and you just wanted He wanted to get home. You wanted to take him home and all yep. that. Yeah. Um, so you didn't actually get to feel this. I don't think vibe shift, but it definitely did. As soon as the dance party was over, it was over. Forkfest was was done, and I think that what we speculated on was that it was the transition. So like the transition had gone in, you know, had begun from Forkfest to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which officially started today. Uh, however, they sort of started setting up everything on monday right so the tents come in yep
2: they were the 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 pork fest people were setting it up and i think you're right pork fest uh you know a few years ago made a determination the the porcupine freedom the the porcupine freedom festival made a determination that they were going to be less fun Mm -hmm. or they were going to be a different kind of fun right like so you fun instead of um you know kind of uh the big day gay dance party people dancing and sweating and and and, using uh you know uh, alcohol and illicit substances or whatever kind of fun, yep. they're like cookies and juice and, play, <laughs> and pin the tail <laughs> on the donkey kind of fun, right? Regulations. And, and there's no, yeah. nothing wrong with pin the tail on the donkey. No, fun. sure. Absolutely. We've but all done it. But it's a lot more fun on drugs and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's It's just a different kind of fun and that's Sorry, the kind Mom. of fun they signed up for.
0: But I thought it was interesting how the vibe shifted so significantly and I, I think it did have to do with the fact that the Pork Rangers had shown up. You know, they were, they were puttering around on their golf carts. Well, yeah. You got guys walking around with reflective vests. Yeah, signs, yeah. Were, signs were being, you know, hammered up and put up around with rules and, and things like that. There's more coming up here in moments. Uh, the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like Freedom, Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're here. We'll take your calls and thoughts about whatever you want to discuss. With you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian Silverdale And Mark. Our toll-free number for you is 855 free. That's 855-450-3733. We've also got the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms. They're open and available at discord.lrn.fm. Uh, Dave, you and I freshly back from the Fork Fest. Woo! I'm and pretty freshly back. Hey. You you've been back Damn for a whole day. can Yeah. I mean, you really didn't miss you you missed the dance party and that was a shame because it was really it was a really good uh event. I didn't have did an it.
2: outfit for it anyway and my son was ready to go.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't have been fabulous enough uh but they might have let you in anyway just cuz of who you are.
2: Yeah. That's you know,
1: possible. It helps
0: to have a costume but or I, not anything.
2: But which I, I got to say, I, I just lift my t-shirt up over my belly and then dance mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Ooh. That's pretty fabulous.
0: So, um, I, actually, they had said originally that you had to be fabulous, uh, dressed fabulous, or have a Bitcoin Cash wallet to get in. Yep. But they ended up changing it to where it was invite only, and they gave out these uh, wrist bra- bracelets. And if you had one of those, then then you would get in. But you still, the dress code was still supposed to be, I thought that fabulous, but they changed it to spectacular. Um, and I was really like surprised when they actually said my outfit was spectacular and that I had the best one there. I couldn't believe it, and I didn't. This was like the one year I didn't have a girl help me with,
2: with the outfit. How much did the the outfit change? Because usually you wear totally. your, your big rainbow pimp hat. Did
0: not have the the pimp hat. Okay, at all. no, I was wearing a, a suit coat top. And short shorts that I'd cut from, uh, so I had like jean shorts that I cut down to like short shorts, mm. and uh, that tie that Delicious. you got in New York City, yeah, that, was, a, that thing was awful. And a very somebody colorful should have taken
2: that out and shot it. I hope that <laughs> it's by the way that's yours to keep. And a
0: very colorful <laughs> shirt as well, and Derek J- and a backwards hat. Derek J and Steven loved it. They loved it. But you had a pretty awesome outfit as well, Silver Dave. That's true. I was wearing a uh, skirt,
1: mm-hmm. and, a, and that's about it.
0: A wig. Yeah, other wig. With sunglasses and a
1: dark beard with my blonde platinum wig. And you had a name for yourself as well. That's right. Uh, Sylvia. <laughs> Silver, right. Silver Dave's uh, cousin
0: Sylvia came out for the evening. <laughs> That's some hilarious stuff. Yeah, At one point, uh, you were given a glowing pirate sword as well that oh you, gosh. Were, you were wielding around. Don't talk
1: about the pirate sword.
0: <laughs> there are some photos. Uh, Chris Wade came in and took some. I took some as well. I evidence. A,
2: Somebody's collecting
0: evidence. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to review them yet, but uh, I think some of them are going to turn out pretty good. So We'll see what we can put together as far as blog posts. But, we're going to
2: share, we're gonna have to share those uh, with the listeners
0: but we were talking about the uh, the shift of the the vibe the vibe if you will of the event and after we got out of the the dance party the uh, somalian gay road builders dance party i think was was what it was called uh we you know we figured oh it's gonna be the last night of uh fork fest let's you know let's have a great night the, the previous night was awesome but there was almost nothing going on it was only 11 o'clock you know, the it wasn't late, and in, in any way, shape, or form, and we walked up and down a, a couple of different rows. Uh, Aria, myself, and uh, and Chris Wade, and you know, we walked by the Quill tent. They had music playing, but we looked in there. There was nobody in there. Um, there was a couple of people standing around outside. We went down to the tent where there was just plenty of people at the night before. Collins' tent, which is this fairly large, sort of military style tent with, like, three large poles in the, the middle of it. It's where we had our, our meeting with uh, the researcher earlier. Yeah, it looks like
2: one of the, the mash tents. The right. hookah
0: lounge. But it yeah, was they, a hookah lounge, and there were there was alcohol available there as well, but there were only like six people out, out front and almost nobody inside, um, and and we, caught, we talked to the people that were out front, like, asking them if they felt like, like, where is everybody, and... Uh,
1: they went to sleep I guess they mm-hmm. did and I don't
0: it was weird like everything completely changed as soon as the transition to the Porcupine freedom Festival had started in earnest you know the signs were up uh the the rules were uh, had been posted the rangers were there the golf carts were being puttered about and parked every you know in the middle of the streets and uh I think it's gonna be interesting to see that happen in reverse next year so next year, the people who are sort of some of the old school behind Fork Fest, like Steven Zeiler and, and Rich Paul, some of our co hosts, um, have been talking about doing it after the Porcupine Freedom now Festival. That is
1: interesting because instead of going from party to like, here come the hall monitors, right. the party's
2: over, it's going to go in reverse. They're going to
1: leave. Here, we're, let's get started. Right. right.
2: So We just warmed up. This year, Pork Fest, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, yeah. definitely benefited oh, from. Yeah, fork fest because there were hundreds people, of
0: people in that part before the porcupine freedom festival began. we drew
2: them in yeah. and then many of them stayed for pork fest yeah now once uh fork fest is afterwards then we can find out the true drawing power of the uh, porcupine, fork fest the porcupine freedom oh, festival okay because fork fest will then get the benefit of anybody who's like i need a little more partying or whatever yeah, it, you know
1: I think that makes a lot more sense yeah. to do it after the fact.
2: Plus, we may um, make it all the way to the July Fourth uh, Independence Day celebrations there. It
0: depends. It depends on when they hold the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We may not, or may. It depends on the the dates. We don't know that yet uh, at this point. But if it does make it to July Fourth, that would be incredible. And obviously, anybody can stay as late at you know as they as they want to there. But uh, I. You know, the other thing that's going to be cool is not only will the transition be reverse, you'll be going from the sort of subdued, family-oriented event into the the open, decentralized, anything can happen, which by the way, there were way more families at Forkfest this year. I'd like to point that oh, out. Oh yeah. Um, So packs
2: of kids roaming around, Uh, I mean, you know, they they were beginning to build and uh, start their own nations.
1: They all Um, had Mohawk helmets. uh, (laughs) And actually, I got invited to join one of their secret groups. Yeah, I can't tell you anymore.
2: (laughs) Right. I mean, please don't. For God's (laughs) sakes, I don't want them to come after me. Uh, I mean, yeah, these these kids were uh, beginning to build their own civilizations. I mean, it was it was amazing.
0: And so my point being, like, you know, there are plenty of families there this year. So the idea that ForkFest isn't family friendly while it's still a party and, you know, open and decentralized is just not true. So anybody can come to this thing and have a, and have a good time, I think. That's what happened. That's the way the Porcupine Freedom Festival used to be. There was families and there, were, there was parties and some level of crossover and some not. And it, everything was fine for the most part, with the exception of a few squares who made a bunch of noise. And I suspect those people aren't going to come to ForkFest. So if we've gotten rid of the squares, then we're going to really have a great festival. Well,
2: that so. was the that that should have been done a long time ago. Really, the idea, the of, split, the schism. Yeah, you mean, the idea of uh, that. Let's have a festival. We'll invite families that want family-oriented events like dunking uh, people and uh, you know in tanks by throwing baseballs and pin the tail on the donkey and these kind of things. And we'll have a bunch of uh, drug addict lunatics in uh, you know weird <laughs> outfits wearing loincloths. This will this will mix well. So, um,
0: in addition to reversing the transition, we'll also see the buildup of ForkFest to where once ForkFest is over, it's just over. Whereas here, ForkFest sort of melded into the, the Porcupine Freedom Festival in this sort of weird way when... Forkfest is after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Well, first of all, we'll get to see how many people can Forkfest can retain and how much it will add as it grows toward the end of its week because the idea is Forkfest will go to a week-long event. So Forkfest will will be like the Porcupine Freedom Festival used to be, start on like a Sunday or Monday and go all the way through Sunday, which means that it'll have that whole week to to build up towards the weekend where when it's over, it's just going to be over. There's not going to be some other festival that's going to be setting up in its, you know, and it's sunset, uh, if you will, I you think know, it's going to be interesting.
1: And actually, just something else I just thought of when you just talked about the Lauren Cloth, it just reminded me this morning. So, I sell uh, this vanilla cashew cream coffee. Hold oh, that, hold, hold on that right
0: story, here. Dave. We're going to come back to it here in moments, uh, Dave, and uh, a vendor story from yeah, the end it's of just these actions I got here in moments. Our toll free number is eight fifty five four fifty three. Plus, your calls and thoughts about whatever is on your mind, you may take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet, at Edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, Edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. You dial in here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We've been just doing a final recap of ForkFest 2019, the third annual ForkFest. You can go to forkfest.party right now and learn more about the event. Uh, there are uh, that's a, There's a chat room where people are still chatting, by the way. People are talking about next year. What are we going to do with ForkFest 2020. What was missing uh, from ForkFest 2019? This was a question I asked Aria on the way home. What was missing from ForkFest 2019? Tattoos? I don't know. Okay. All right. You're looking for a tattoo? No. No. Okay. <laughs> so we came up with three things. Uh, there was not enough women, Okay. but that's typical of libertarian
2: events. Not a surprise. I mean, didn't seem... Particularly sparse. I, I
1: didn't actually notice that. It seemed like there were a good amount of women. You did think that? I, I felt like that. I All felt right. like there well, were, that's good. Maybe it just seemed that way.
0: I know Aria wants to put a special effort into recruiting more female attendees next time around. But I, but think, I don't think that would be bad. I no, think that, that would that be that's,
1: great. It's think that's, that's, that's good.
0: Um, there's also, there wasn't enough fire, meaning like, you know, the, one of the things that has always happened at the Porcupine Freedom Festival is this sort of this big pyre that they have down in the, the bowl near... The, the pavilion, this large area where there's plenty of room, plenty of space uh, to just have a massive fire. And uh, this year, apparently, they built a fire pit there, which had never existed before. And it's this silly-looking four-foot diameter uh, fire pit that by no means is large enough for the fires that have happened there in the past. So it'll be interesting to see how the Porcupine Freedom Festival that goes. handles that. Uh, but to have a large fire in the in the center would be interesting if somebody wanted to do that. But again, there's no central committee. There's nobody who's in charge of of this. So if somebody wants to do it, maybe they could take donations. Yeah. Uh, to to you know purchase the wood or take take wood donations and you know do that. That would be cool. They could sell sponsorships to the fire, and
5: then that would they
1: could like advertise somehow. You know, putting uh sure i wander yeah, around every 15
2: minutes and yell Bitcoin.com. But if Bitcoin someone came to me, came to
1: me and they said, you know, uh, Dave, would you donate $5 to a massive bonfire for ForkFest? I'd yeah. say, here's 10 bucks."
0: Yeah, as long as it's a trustworthy individual. And well, not yeah, just yeah that's, like, true. that's you know, true. Some shifty guy from uh, Lancaster who's going to walk away with uh, promise $100. Me
1: promise me you're not going to buy booze with it. <laughs> Give him the money. And he walks right into the alcohol store. Oh,
0: <laughs> Oh, he meant fireball whiskey. That's what he meant. Fireball whiskey. Uh, so, and then also the third, <laughs> the third item. So, women, fire, and then live music was the other thing that uh, seemed to be missing from uh, from Forkfest. And again, these are all things that individuals could decide to do if a band wanted to come play at Forkfest. They could bring uh, your guitar. You know, uh, if they're you know, maybe it wouldn't be a band. Maybe it'd be a jam session. Or something like that. Who knows what would end up happening. We definitely had music in the form of like the dance party. There was music in there, but it was, you know, pre-recorded music played through speakers. So having live music would be something that we didn't have this year, at least not that I was aware of. Now, again, that's a large park. And if somebody was playing live music on one side and I wasn't on that side, I wouldn't have known about it. Right. Right. Absolutely. There There were
1: definitely several... Dance parties that occurred actually at my site, really uh, during the day, in the middle of the day, in the evening. Was just it just you dancing happened. with yourself? Well, sometimes that was the case. Yeah, uh-huh. I had a party by myself, and I was every one of me was invited. But uh, there were several times where people just showed up, and it just happened. It was really weird, spontaneous. It was spontaneous order. But there were. It seems like the Fork Fest is growing. It, and it grew year, big, it grew big time people. this year. Yeah, So, so like you, you know, we're thinking about these. I would things. say tripled. Oh, that's good. I would that's, say it tripled. That's a really good.
2: I think it's a fair number progression. Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, it, was, it tripled, and then tripled. Yeah, I think and, it tripled
0: and, from year one to two, and then yeah. tripled again from two to three. That's yeah. my. I think
2: that's another a thing. Wouldn't really that be
0: one to three, and then three to nine?
2: I, Much more. Well, than that. Yeah, I <laughs> I would like to also point out that Free Talk Live is a large part of the advertising of Fork Fest. And that's now, true. Ian, you never like to take credit for anything. But, um, I mean, you know, we have to talk about realities here. And reality is is the Free Talk Live is a large part of the advertising. And this shows— We brought a lot of people to the Porcupine Freedom Festival back yeah, in the day. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's never been—and and a lot of them continue to come and all that stuff. And that's never yeah. been sort of uh, acknowledged.
0: It was it, acknowledged. I, I was asked on stage at least in at least one time where how many people had heard about it from Free Talk Live. And it was like a third of the audience.
2: Yeah. So there you go. And this oftentimes people are trying to set up events and that kind of thing. In many cases, uh, look, our own event, we didn't have huge turnout the first year. But the second year, it was three times the amount and starting to be viable. And then the third year, it was three times that amount and really beginning to be viable. Mm. So in part, it's the event. And, you know, what's the message? What are we advertising here? And in part, it's who are you getting the message to? So, you know, Free Talk Live's shown its abilities in this instance. It sounds like if you're looking to have
1: a have a party and have fun, maybe you should consider Fork Fest 2020. And maybe you're that guy who likes to build a giant fire. Maybe you want to come and spearhead the fire program, yeah. or you're a musician. And you say, you know what, you're looking for a place where you can play your music and you could do anything. There are no limits except for those which you impose upon yourself.
0: There are limits, but they're fairly light, and the limits are the ones imposed by the park's owner, right? There are some rules. Sure, but uh, the The reason why the dance party stopped at 11 was because that's what is quiet time on the, the campground. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I thought it, it was them. just that that's just... No, I, I suspect they would have continued if there wasn't a quiet time rule on the campground. I think. Oh, I thought it was just the way they just... Mm-mm. the way that people came and the w- no no they they specifically it was 11 o'clock Stephen turned down the music and I'm like it's over right yeah and there is it. a
2: quiet time rule yeah
0: yeah so they followed they followed that rule and but otherwise you know Crosby doesn't care what you do as long as you, you don't destroy his park right clean up after yourself and uh you know throw the garbage in the, the dumpster when you're done and you know have fun right yeah pretty yep. much That's
2: pretty much it don't run by the pool
0: Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. Uh, we are got to talk to Ted. He's in Texas. Ted, listening to LRN.FM. Hello there. Hey. Hey. You're on Uh, the
3: air. I I was wondering what you guys thought of Brexit right now with the whole conflict going on. What were your thoughts on that?
2: I don't know what's going on with the uh, the conflict. Is with something Brexit. new happening in Brexit that I might not know about? I thought that uh, like Theresa well,
3: no, May meant- stepped
2: down, and like Boris, somebody is uh, now possibly begin- being considered for the Tories PM.
3: But I mean, like, what do you guys think in general of the idea of Brexit? Would you, do you support Brexit or are you against Brexit?
2: Well, um, I I just don't know. I'm kind of of the. For opinion- listeners that don't know, what is Brexit, Mark? Oh, Brexit is uh, the uh, Britain leaving the European Union. Uh, they voted uh, to do that about two years ago, and they. I kinda, support it. They've kind of stood there at the door like a cat, wondering whether they should go out or not. Um, and Ian supports anything that uh, any you know, secession breaks movement. up. Yeah, breaks yeah. up any uh, organizational model. I say that federations are the model for the future, and that countries working together to create free trade zones, like actual free trade zones, and that's what that's what uh, the EU is—an actual free trade zone.
0: Yeah, but they also have the euro, which is not a good thing.
2: Well, no, it's uh, central it's not. currency, but Great Britain has never been part of the euro. They always had the the pound sterling. Oh, really? So you know that they were they were opted out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if Great Britain can negotiate some good deal for themselves then maybe it'll work out and if they can't then it kind of sucks and i think that largely the reason it was done was uh anti-immigration sentiments
5: okay do you think that any of it had to do with what ian's talking about which was the secessionist
6: ideas
2: well i mean obviously it's uh secessionist i mean yeah but it's not like you know uh scotland it's, it's not like scotland seceding from uh, great britain or anything like that not like one of the counties like not like cornwalls deciding all oh, that's it for us in great britain so people
0: don't want to have the european union telling them how to live
2: but they that do was a huge have, factor
0: but they do want to have great britain telling them how to live well nobody's saying these people are consistent uh, and I don't know if all of them want Great Britain telling them how, how to live. Certainly, there's like you said, uh, some of the people within, wasn't it Scotland that also had a vote on uh, leaving? Was it Scotland? Yeah, they had a year years Scotland. Yeah, Scotland. Yeah. And it was a close vote. It almost passed.
2: Look, um, yeah. I think secessionism is, you know, Ian loves it. I think it's largely a fantasy. Um, you're not going to retrofit the It's not the a fantasy. Sta- it's happened countless times. You're not going to retrofit the yeah, state. America. Yeah, yeah, America. Yeah, look, look and, and look at it now. Look at that large uh, organization. It's not a road to smaller government.
0: Thanks for the call tonight, Ted. I appreciate it. Uh, there's more coming up here, but it does eliminate a level of government, and that means overall the burden tends to be smaller. There's more void. coming up here. It's free talk live. It's free talk live. Dial on in here. It's whole free and bring up what you want in these remaining moments we may have enough time for you if you get on the line right now 855 450 free like freedom that's 855 450 3733 as silver dave is going to be hitting the road tonight uh brutal day of driving for you silver dave driving almost what two and a half three not quite three hours two and a half hours i think to get from uh from rogers campground in the white mountains of new hampshire down here to Keene, and now you're gonna go back Oops, oh, sorry, I forgot your mic. Try that again. Say that well, again. I'm going to
1: need a big coffee, maybe one of those Camelbacks. What is filled that? With, you know, like the backpack you wear that's like oh, filled with water? But for, like, yeah. I, I mean, it's a joke, but I'm actually a little scared of the ride, but I'm just going to muscle through it. You're pretty tired? Well, I, it's not that I'm tired. Just, I know it's going to be late. Yeah, you don't want to drive. hit a moose. The, the problem, yeah, I don't want to hit a moose. Well, actually, a moose may not be that bad. I don't want to launch off the side of a off-ramp or something, though. Yeah, that well, would be bad. Well, I
2: mean, it's mostly interstate driving, so Yeah,
1: I I'll be cool. I'll be I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I don't want to And there's some freak rest stops. Make
2: use of them if you if you need to. Absolutely. Yeah, stop there. Yeah, take I'm going to probably
1: stop and do like some jumping jacks periodically and I'm going to get a coffee
2: and, Well, tw- a 20-minute nap will really change things. It uh, sure does. For as far as sleep goes, you're you're no longer as sleepy as you were. So, you know, take that 20-minute nap and then keep going. He's heading back up. If you're
0: going to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, make sure you say hi to Silver Dave. He's going to be feeding you out there. He's got a food tent. You're going to be running it all week, right, I imagine?
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, And it's fancy
0: food. Like, you're you're making some nice food from what I hear.
1: That's right. Tomorrow night I'll be doing seared yellowfin ahi tuna. And I just picked up an amazing slab of the most beautiful red-pink... Yellow fin tuna, it's so gorgeous. This piece of meat, I cannot wait to cook it. I love to cook. I really get a great satisfaction from doing it, and I I really enjoy the the uh, the reaction I get from people when people really love the food that
0: I make. It it really makes me feel good. That's and, cool, and I
1: really enjoy that. And so I I, I so I that's just want true, to keep. That's doing what it.
0: chefs are like. That's what the real chefs love. Man, they love people feeling good and eating their food and, and appreciating it. So check him out over at the Porcupine Freedom Festival and all the other things that are going on there, which I have no idea what they are. Uh, porkfest.com. There'll be a
2: speech by me on Saturday. On
0: Saturday, that's right. All right, so let's continue with your calls and thoughts. We got Gene. He's the Christian anarchist. He's on our Discord lines. Go ahead, Gene.
4: Hey, uh, hey. yeah, well, you guys were having a good time there at Porkfest. One of the biggest protests in the history of this planet happened. Really? And uh, that was in Hong Kong, where... Uh, a week ago, a million people showed up in the streets protesting this extradition bill with uh, mainland China. And uh, so finally, the the uh, the governor or whatever she's called over there said, well, we're going to put this bill on hold. We're not going to push it through. But the people weren't happy with that. They want the bill completely tabled. Uh, and they want it to be just abolished, whatever the correct term for that is. And so this weekend... Over 2 million people showed up in a city of 7 million people. Whoa. So you do the math, and that has got to be the world's largest protest ever.
0: That's humongous, yeah. I mean, per capita, it's tremendous.
4: But the, uh, the lying press in Beijing is saying that the people are there protesting the the Western government's interference in Hong Kong. That's what they're telling the people of mainland China the protest is. So the people in mainland China don't even get to know that the protest is happening for the most part. And if they do get any kind of a glimpse of it, the government says they're protesting the uh, Western government influence in Hong Kong.
2: Yeah. they. So,
4: I mean, and this is how it's done, right? Like state
2: and controlled yeah. media, they, 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 they change the, uh, the narrative a little bit and, you know, all we can do is sit over here and go, hook, 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 look at those dummies over there getting lied to. And then I wonder to myself, how often does it happen to me?
4: Yep. And that's another another example of why I don't listen to anything the government uh, tells me, because, uh, you know, they treat us like mus- mushrooms. They keep us in the dark and feed us. You know what? And uh, so. But when I go to China, I can see the—you uh, know—they're—they're steps. They're quite a few steps ahead of us in this lying propaganda game. And it's shocking to see how they can keep uh, one point something billion people basically in the dark about what's going on in the rest of the world. And uh, actually, they can rile them up and get them angry at people on the other side of the planet who. Uh, you know, aren't doing the things that they're being told they're they're doing. So it is an example, a, an eye-opener to show us how the governments and the media manage to manipulate the opinions of people, good people for the most part. Sure. We're talking about good people whose opinions uh, have been modified, what well, you guys were talking about mind control earlier, and this is a form of mind control. It's a type of mind control because you're twisting reality for these people and teaching them that they need to react a certain way to some kind of an outside action, and it's exactly the opposite of the way they probably should be reacting. So it is a form of mind control, and it's using media and... Uh, basically uh, peer pressure and that kind of thing with the uh, their social credit score over there is another tool that they're using. Yep. To- and
0: if you don't go along with what you're told, you'll get put in a re-education camp.
4: Unfortunately, true. And I see people like Assange who have also wound up in these re basically torture camps. Uh, I do worry for people like him. So we need to stay on our toes and when we see stuff like this happening, we should call it out, and we uh, we should do what we can. And it's not a lot. I mean, I've been trying to uh, wake people up for 40 years, and it's not there's not much I can do other than just point it out to people. That's
0: all you can do. I mean, Gene, easy. thanks for your service. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's go on here. We got Loring on the line. He's calling us from Tampa on the Discord call-in lines. Go ahead, Loring.
7: Hey, guys. How's it going? I was hey. calling in about street racing.
5: Oh, okay, street yeah. Street racing. Hmm.
7: So Sarah called in the other night, probably about a week or so ago. She said there was a new bill in Albuquerque um, that would allow the police to fine spectators of street racing $500. And she made it seem like this was a big problem in Albuquerque. And there are a lot of problems in Albuquerque. I was born and raised there. Hmm. Um, but that one is not, not only is it not unique to really a problem, uh, nor is this <laughs> legislation. Uh, street racing's been going on since the second guy built the second car. You know, I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. see <laughs> how fast they were. Um, but, but uh, street racing—I um, I say it's not a problem because street racing is, is typically um, a group of fast cars um, that find a straight, flat road out in the middle of nowhere uh, with nothing, you know, but a, a cow farm on one side and a, a empty field on the other. This isn't what you see, cars speeding and weaving through traffic and that kind of stuff. No, that's uh, Fast and Furious stuff. Right. And so, um, you know, this... this Wait, you're saying real- the
0: movie isn't reflecting reality? <laughs> Imagine that. So, you know, and... Hold on, the street racers don't actually support, want to right? put their lives in jeopardy, at least to the, you know, the
2: maximum extent possible? Thor doesn't cause it to rain? <laughs>
7: Yeah, so th- so the law is kind of unenforceable, right? Because a lot of times you're out in the middle of nowhere, and when the police show up, there are too many people for them to really do much of anything. And you know, I don't, you know, in most places, I think they show up and they just get everybody to scatter.
5: Mm.
7: Um, and and they only show up when somebody calls them, which is kind of a rare occasion because if you're on a road in the middle of nowhere, kind of late. In
0: the well, night, now wait a minute, Loring. If the police are getting everybody to scatter, that's the situation they want. They want people to scatter because it ends the you know whatever the event was that was going on, and as people are scattering, they can pick off the slowest ones. So <laughs> it's just a typical like high school party bust, the right? They really could, but.
5: When the yeah, cops I mean, show up there's...
0: at the high school party, the uh, the underage drinkers, you know, run for it. They're jumping over fences, and you know, the ones that aren't as quick as the overweight police officers are gonna go uh, go to the junk tank for the night. They're gonna get go, you know, get a
2: catch a criminal charge. I can tell you this: it's hard to catch all high schoolers. Yeah, well,
7: imagine a little bit different scenario. Every time I've ever been out at one of these events and the police showed up, um, people sort of casually leave because they know that the police aren't showing up to arrest everyone or anyone.
0: But now Um, they'll be able to. Now with the new law, they'll be able to arrest people and possibly put them in in jail. So there'll
1: be more accidents from people trying to get away then it would probably actually happen from the racing itself. Because now it'll be illegal for someone to just be watching a race in in Albuquerque, so, which is crazy. So when the police get there, there'll actually be like 50 races going on simultaneously. I don't know, know why that'll be. A a similar guy. laws been on These are all right? trying to oh, get out of there. trying to leave. So, like, I see, so like I you see. just got two cars racing each other. But now when the right. police come, every single car that's there is all like racing to get out of there and not be the last guy. I see. Okay.
7: There's a similar law in the books in Florida, and it's been real difficult to enforce, yeah. All
0: right, Loring. Hey, thanks for the update on that. I appreciate hearing from you right there from somebody from Albuquerque. We are out of time for tonight, but back with more Free Talk Live tomorrow. And, of course, you can join us online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com. And if you want to learn more about ForkFest 2020, get on over to forkfest.party. See you tomorrow. Freetalklive.com.
2: Would you like to hang out with Penn Gillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and get your tickets now. Now, FreedomFest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL50. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry. But I have something special for you. Go to FreedomFest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to FreedomFest.com slash FTL. FreedomFest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL50 for a discount.